Hey friend, Rebecca here. Welcome to Love Is Not Dead, Just My Husband. Now I know that the pain of a loss may seem never ending and we can let it eat us alive and break us down to our weakest point or we can choose to live. My question is, do you just want to survive or do you want to thrive? So if you're ready, I want you to join me here each week so we can widow our own way together. I don't know about you, but I'm always putting things off. I have a whole list of things that I want to do and places that I want to go. And I make some of the same excuses as everyone else. I need more money or time off of work. But that's not really what has stopped me. When I was little, we didn't travel or go on big vacations. We didn't have much money, so we did some camping here and there, maybe some trips to the lake. I only remember going to the beach once, and there were definitely no trips to Disney. There was, however, Mardi Gras because we lived in Louisiana whenever I was younger. That is borderline kid-friendly. I think because I never went on vacations as a kid, I didn't really know what I was missing. When Tom and I got married, we talked about vacations and tried to save, but something always came up that was more important. Another reason is Tom just didn't like to travel. If we couldn't drive, we weren't going. And Tom's idea of vacation was going home to Kentucky. It was fun and all, but it wasn't a real vacation. Me and Tom would watch travel shows on TV and talk about exotic places. He would always have something negative to say about each location, and it usually started with having to take a flight and not having any money. He would just look at me and say, keep dreaming. So eventually, I stopped daydreaming about traveling. What was the point? I would never make it to these sunny destinations with a perfect 78-degree weather laying on a sandy beach sipping fruity cocktails. I'd completely forgotten about any dreams of traveling until after Tom died. I would hear a lot of things like, you can do whatever you want now. Yeah, I can, but there was still this voice in my head giving me a million reasons why I couldn't. Back then, I was still living my life as if Tom was making all the decisions. Luckily, I had some friends make some decisions for me, and I took every opportunity I could to go somewhere. My first trip was just five months after Tom had died, October 2018. Me and my friend Dana went to Atlanta, Georgia for the Walker Stalker Convention. Me and Tom were huge Walking Dead fans, and I had stopped watching the show after he had died just until recently with a friend. Dana planned this entire trip. We got to meet Daryl, because he's my favorite. I mean, who doesn't love a sexy badass on a motorcycle? He took a picture with us holding Tom's motorcycle club hat. We also got to meet Carl, because of course, he had one eye. He even took a picture with me wearing an eye patch. And for a bonus, my cousin Paula and her family came too. So we all did the Alexandria tour together, and they helped me spread some of Tom's ashes there. 
That's when I had decided that I would just take a little piece of Tom with me everywhere I went. Then for Christmas that same year, Dana plans another trip. My son Marquise and I went with Dana and her daughter to New York City. And of course, we took Tom with us. So, funny story about traveling with ashes. Didn't have an urn yet, so I had had Tom's ashes in this tiny little mason jar that he used to keep his weed in. I put Tom in my carry-on because I was scared, what if our luggage got lost? And of course, my bag set off some alarms and needed to be searched. The lady pulls out the little mason jar with Tom. She asked, what is this? I said, those are my husband's ashes. She said, why aren't they in an urn? I said, because he just died and I hadn't got one yet. She started to turn the top of the little jar and I freaked out. What are you doing? She said, well, we need to open it. Why? That's my husband. It's his ashes. She said, well, we need to make sure nothing's inside and test it. Well, you can't open it. It's his ashes. I was visibly upset. Marquise and Dana were standing over the side watching, wondering, why was I getting so upset? It's okay. It's just ashes. No. It's not. I don't want them to open it. Finally, the lady went and got someone else. After they discussed it, they decided they would shake it up a little bit. They couldn't see anything in there, and they would just wipe around the sides to test it. Afterwards, she told me next time, have them in an urn with proper paperwork. I walked away as fast as I could. Marquise is like, I don't understand why you were getting so upset. I said, well, if they would have opened that jar, all they would have smelled was weed and we would have all been searched. (laughs) New York City was amazing. We walked until I had blisters and Marquise actually had to buy a new pair of shoes. We went to see all the famous Christmas displays. We went to St. Patrick's Cathedral where I lit a candle for Tom Grand Central Station, Rockefeller Center, the Met Museum, Carlos Bakery, Times Square, and last but not least, Central Park. And that's where we spread a little bit of Tom's ashes. When we were leaving around the little rock area where we spread the ashes, I wanted to take a picture of the bench that was in front so that way I would know exactly where we were in the park. The bench read, Every little thing will be all right, Bob Marley. It was only fitting for that trip. Just two months later, February 2019, I'm in Dallas, Texas with my friend Anne-Marie to host a baby shower for her daughter. Tom was a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, so she took me by the Cowboys Stadium and we threw out some ashes at gate entrance number eight. Every time Anne-Marie drives by, she honks her horn and says hey to Tom, and then she sends me a text. I swear, it makes me smile every single time. Shortly after that, in April, I'm spending a week in Atlanta, Georgia with my friend Terry, who had just moved there. She showed me around downtown Atlanta and took me to some of her favorite spots. And that's also where I got my cancer tattoo at the famous Black Ink. 
live by the compass and not the clock. And this little getaway ended with a girls' weekend trip in Savannah, Georgia, with Terry and Angie. And as if I couldn't stay in one spot long enough, just a month after, I flew to Arizona for what would start my annual visits. Shannon and her husband planned an amazing jeeping excursion. It was my first time ever doing something like that. It was scary and thrilling at the same time. I ended that weekend with a trip to Tombstone because Tom loved Western movies, and Shannon thought that that would be a nice resting place for some of Tom's ashes. Afterwards, my friend Nicole picked me up along with our other friend, Danielle. Then we started on a little tour of Arizona. We went to Horseshoe Bend, Antelope Canyon, Lake Powell, the Grand Canyon, and then ended up in Flagstaff. There were some other little stops along the way, but I don't remember all of the names. Antelope Canyon was probably my favorite, and the Grand Canyon was beautiful, but it really is just a big hole in the earth. Then come my first trip out of the country not long after Arizona in July 2019. This was all planned by Angie. It was an all-inclusive stay in Jamaica. The weather was everything they say it is. The water was clear and the temperature was perfect. I drank way too many cocktails and ate way too much jerk chicken. And in case you're wondering, Tom was smuggled out of the country and he was spread at one place that I knew he would want to be, Bob Marley's house. Then in 2019, me and my mom took a weekend trip to New York to visit her sister and we went to Niagara Falls. So if you've ever wished you can throw your husband over the falls, well, I did. And after that, I had my last trip before the world shut down due to COVID in January 2020. I hijacked my friend Nicole's family vacation and went to Disney World for the very first time. And this would be the first of many family vacations with Nicole. In a 15-month span, I took eight big trips. And this does not include little weekend getaways here and there to the beach. And it was amazing. I love everything about traveling except packing. I love the excitement of a new place, new faces, new foods, new culture. I love waking up in a different time zone. Once the COVID restrictions were lifted on the airlines, I was right back in Arizona. I've been back to Arizona more times than I can even count. I even took my niece with me once. I've been to Tulum, Mexico, but it wasn't that enjoyable because it was just after my brother had passed away. I only went because it was non-refundable. I've also been to Florida a few times and took another trip to Savannah, but this time Savannah was with my mom. And there was another family vacation with Nicole but this time, it was at Carolina Beach. And of course, right now, I am on my biggest adventure yet. A cross-country road trip from North Carolina to Arizona. And while here, 
I went all the way to California. I couldn't resist going all the way to the other end of the states and put my feet in the Pacific Ocean. Looking out, thinking, this water continues on and circles back to the Atlantic Ocean. That is when I had another daydream. What if I kept going in a full circle? A lot of people wonder how I can afford all these trips. How can I just get up and go like that? First of all, most of these trips I'm still working because I do work remotely. And I'm not vacationing the entire time. I've also learned about earning points for flights. And most of these trips, I'm staying with friends and not in hotels. I have found a way around not having enough money and time off of work. So the point is, if you really want to do something, you can. You will find a way to make it happen. I am so done with making excuses why I can't go here and there or do this and that. I know it's possible now. It just takes some time and planning. So tell me, what are you waiting for? What is the one thing that you want to do? That place you want to go to more than anything. Something that you've always dreamed of and thought was impossible. What is one little step that you can take to get there? Whatever you do, don't give up on that dream. I know now I will never stop daydreaming. Because after all, love is not dead, just my husband. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Love Is Not Dead, Just My Husband. I really hope you've been inspired to move forward just a little or a lot. And always remember to widow your own way. I know it takes time to get there, but you won't find me sitting around waiting for my life to begin any longer. So I hope you tune in each week to see what comes next. And if once a week isn't enough, you can head on over to my Facebook and Instagram so we can chat. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode and get to know you better. And please, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, give me a five-star rating, and leave a review so you never miss an opportunity to hang out with me.